guys, this is the rapid fire portion of my conversation with Corey Clipston, founder and CEO of Give Bitcoin. Many more details about the company and service in the further discussion episode. Enjoy. Let's do it. How do you feel about Satoshi Nakamoto, Bitcoin's anonymous creator, and the coins that he likely controls? Uh, well, you know, if I if I had to place a bet, you know, I would say he probably or at least one of the key people probably passed a few years back, um, about 20 miles east of here. <laughs> um, or at least that's where he was at the time. I think he retired a little west of here. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think those coins are moving ever. Um, and you know, it's interesting. The uh, yeah, the, the wild card uh, is... I hadn't heard anybody that I really respected espouse the view that it might be like some combination of the NSA and their counterpart in in the UK uh, until Raul said it like very vehemently uh, on a recent podcast. And that made me kind of think about it. I've been asking some people and like, you know, it's possible. I don't think you can discount it completely that there are some people that thought, you know, the fiat system was doomed eventually and we better have like some kind of backstop. Um, and having sound money is not bad for the United States and our political position in the world, um, you know, because this country is still, you know, very advantaged geographically and demographically. Uh, and so if the economic playing system is fair, you know, that's probably fine for the U.S. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, do Bitcoin after doing Tor. Yeah, I had Raul on this show and, and he actually said, he answered in that way. And that was the first time I'd heard that uh, speculation as well. What have you learned about yourself or how have you changed, if at all, as a result of learning about and interacting with Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just the longer time horizon thing. Like low time preference has been the big, the big thing for me, just trying to be healthier and, and thinking more about the future. Um, we're actually in the process of collecting some really good stories where we're going to put out a book, uh, hopefully by Q1, called The Gift of Bitcoin, which is going to be the stories of 21 people and how their lives were positively affected by Bitcoin. Nice. Have you ever purchased other coins? If so, are you likely to do so again in the future? I mean, it, I'd say way more than half my stack comes from uh, earned shit coins from my, my fund days right um so yeah I'm, I'm very happy to have some of that stack uh built that way but um yeah i don't, I don't anticipate myself purchasing any altcoins because i i just like if i were going to do it i would only do it to stack more bitcoin and i am not a trader and i don't have time for that um so i'm 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 an lp and an advisor to adaptive capital and so if Murad and Willie and David want to mess around with some decred or something and stack more Bitcoin with my money. That's totally fine. But like I am not equipped to choose the four or five that are going to do well. Right. No way I'd make the right choice. Did you get just a, a, a question on that? Did you get, you know, because obviously you were helping, you know, these people that did believe in, in other projects other than Bitcoin back, you know, in, in 2018. Did you get pushback from them? Like, did they kind of feel like you were deserting them or leaving did they what's that leaving them behind with my maximalism yeah exactly yeah yeah definitely especially some of the people that i hired that i really like as people who are like spectacularly intelligent and 
unfortunately, like when you're in that world and you're, you know, going to DevCon and consensus and talking to like super smart people, and they're usually sort of come from tech, these people, especially the ones that I was hiring. Um, and yeah, they just have like a myopic vision. Like we assume that everybody's reading every new piece and every new insight and, and they're just not, there's even Bitcoiners that are still coming out, you know, last week and well-known people saying things like, you know, money is a shared belief. And it's like, nah, bro, like, didn't you read Connor three months ago? Like it's a shared recognition. <laughs> Come on. Like we're better than this. It's about the characteristics of the money and it competes in the free market. And obviously it's better because of inherent characteristics. It ain't just a shared belief. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, they're not necessarily all armed with the same inputs that people that are living and breathing this on freaking Twitter and podcasts every day are. Right. So they were maybe a bit resentful of your kind of departure from that way of thinking. I don't, I don't think there's been any resentment. I think there was like a li like literally just structural abandonment of me having, you know, brought them to a place that I left fairly abruptly. Right. Um, you know, but I made sure that they all got settled in at a, at a stable shop and most of them ended up at Wave Financial, um, working with Dave Seamer and Les Borsai and Benjamin Sai, and they're doing like cool Bitcoin structured products and investing in equity of, you know, startups and things like that. So like, you know, relatively benign place uh, for those guys to land if you're thinking about the whole ecosystem. Right. It's really hard to make money focused exclusively on Bitcoin as you know, and like there's always, I mean, we see some of the most OG, most respected Bitcoiners going and working for exchanges that have plenty of shit coins listed. And we have podcasters that, you know, they got to eat. And so, you know, your sponsors are sometimes going to be, you know, whatever they are. Right. Um, you know, I think it was, it was forecast back in the day by a lot of the people on Bitcoin Talk and Reddit that, you know, probably the way to do Bitcoin entrepreneurialism was going to be, you know, kind of like open source and providing services and consulting around open source projects and things like that. And I do think that's probably where a lot of it happens down the road. But I also think there's just going to be massive opportunities for companies like, you know, Casa and Unchained and BlockFi and us and, you know, essentially just like normal businesses building for Bitcoin, for Bitcoiners, on Bitcoin, around Bitcoin, and being, you know, real profitable for-profit enterprises over time. Because we're remaking the entire financial system from the ground up. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. I mean, I'm not here to, you know, really pass too much judgment on anybody. But, I mean, obviously, many of us have or, you know, have had in the past or, or even still have now an inclination toward expediency, right? You know, we want, we want the things we want, we want them as soon as possible. And I think, you know, that obviously uh, impacts our decision making and that leads us uh, down a number of different roads. But, you know, and Bitcoin is going to happen ultimately at its own pace. We all contribute to this in our, in our various ways, but, you know, nobody controls the pace of, of Bitcoin. And I guess for some, maybe it moves too slowly, doesn't give them what they want when they want it. But, you know, I agree totally that ultimately this will just be yeah it'll be the, the financial system itself and a lot more so uh yeah there's going to be a lot of opportunity if i ever do the uh the brandon quittem thing and uh and try to do the long drawn out uh analogy uh i'll probably use uh in vitro fertilization go on uh well i i just thought of it like kind of recently but basically uh as I understand it, it ain't magic. 
it's really like 50 different things that you dial on. And if you can increase the chance of success on most of those by like two or three or four percent, that's basically what takes someone from, you know, not having a baby to having a baby. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're trying to do with Bitcoin. Like we're trying a hundred different things and we're all trying to make it like five percent better or ten percent better. Like my goal is like, you know, if it were possible to do the analysis, I want to make, you know, this bull run and the next bull run, you know, go 20 or 30 percent higher because we exist or you know even five percent higher or something so that when it crashes down it's five or ten percent higher than it otherwise would be and you know more people feel better about it or maybe we can help smooth out the trough of the next one or whatever it is you know or just like thinking about it in terms of user numbers like that's probably where we have the most leverage with this product is like you know if there's 60 million people that hold bitcoin in some amount today you know like realistically, we could probably get Bitcoin in like five or 10 million people's hands over the next few years through this product. You know, like that's not completely unreasonable. And mm -hmm. that would be a lot of new Bitcoiners. Yeah. What is your most controversial or contrarian view or opinion, if none on Bitcoin, any subject, fair game? Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll go deep in the well. Uh, I'd say the 1996 Seattle Supersonics were better than the 1996 Chicago Bulls. Wow. You went there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ballpark. They lost 4-2, they but they really should have won the series. <laughs> ballpark estimate of Bitcoin's price in five years. In five years, let's see. So that's uh, 2024. I mean, I, I think we'll be early in the in the next run so i think we'll actually be we'll be below the peak of where we are at the end of 2021 so i think we're going somewhere between like 150 and 300 in this one and you know we'll be somewhere in the trough still working our way up in five years so 2024 we should be like maybe somewhere between 50 and 100k and you've mentioned 2021 a couple of times is that kind of your estimate for when we'll we'll reach the, the top of the next cycle yeah somewhere around there i mean who knows like what do we have two data points yeah <laughs> two or three <laughs> do you have a morning routine if so what is it uh yeah i don't set an alarm uh but i do have a baby monitor and so when my one-year-old uh wakes up i get up and uh take her downstairs and about 15 minutes later usually my uh almost five-year-old wakes up get her fed take the older one to uh school and uh my office is now right by her school as of yesterday uh so now i can like kind of be at my desk for 9 a.m. if I have to be, which is nice. Nice. Uh, and I try to sneak away and get to the gym, which is a few blocks away from here, uh, two or three days a week. Um, but that's about all you can get in when you're a two young kids. And two young kids, like if I can get in. It's much more, what is it like, the inputs are like how much activity you're getting and what you're eating. Like I'm just trying to eat much better right now because it's just super hard to get enough gym time. I, I, for a lot of my friends that have young kids, you know, it, it certainly seems like they've become a lot more efficient with the free time that they do have because uh, it can be sporadic and a, a lot less than what they previously had. Yeah, 100%. I, it was like a switch flipped when I had my first kid. I was just like immediately made much better decisions. I said no 10 times more often. And yeah, I was like way, way, way more productive. You just you can waste so much time when there's no constraints. Yeah. How do you define success? Just like a, a sense of peace, I think. 
and I don't think you can have that unless you're sort of like self-actualized in the things that you do and the way that you live your life and and you know just kind of how you how you can carry yourself and what you can talk about with two full feet with full integrity standing behind the things you can say so that's kind of always the goal for me is just like being at peace with myself and knowing that a lot has to happen for that simple thing to occur definitely do you think that being said and i agree do you think bitcoin and what it represents makes it easier to uh to act in that way because it's because perhaps it's something that's easy to stand behind for lack of a more new you know more complex explanation yeah absolutely and yeah it's so much easier to work for bitcoin like and, and work on this this project um just because it's so pure you know like you know this this would be like if i if i was you know a uh an evangelist and just didn't question at all and i was super into you know whatever proselytizing religion i was part of and just wanted to spread that word and i've met some of those people and they're like super at peace and and totally happy and have no questioning in their mind that ain't me for whatever reason i'm born on born and raised on a commune in northern cali and you know kind of anti 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 uh that level of of spirituality and religion even though i've later in life gained like quite an appreciation for for the religious Mm -hmm. um yeah i just think it's it's a great thing to be able to uh to evangelize uh i I often talk about it as like people are 10 times more into bitcoin than the biggest crossfitters were 10 years ago That was the last time I saw something that had like this kind of like secular cult form around it. And yeah. this is like 10 times bigger and 10 times better or worse, depending on your, you know, your point. yeah, really, you know, people talk about the time preference a lot, but I mean, this is, um, it's quite a consistent, you know, a perspective on Bitcoin and just that terminology that you use pure, it comes up a lot. I mean, I've used it. A lot of people have used it. So it's really interesting. The, Again, I mean, this is the behavior change component of it based on how we see what what our understanding of what it is, is. But it's a very common that people, if if you don't want to go as far as saying religious, but something solid to align with, let's say. It really, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I mean, there's, whenever I get some time, I'll put some of these thoughts down. But it, for now, I'll just have to suffice with little podcast sound bites. But there is something about Bitcoin being, you know, such a big tent um, that everyone can live in because everyone, you know, needs money, has money, thinks about money, understands money. Um, one angle I may want to flesh out at some point is like it's actually like the perfect merger. It's the remerger of the split in Western society um, from the hippies kind of branching off and, and kind of doing their own thing because they didn't want to work for the man. None of us want to work for the man. And there's always this sense that like, no matter what you're doing, you're essentially lining the pockets of the people closest to the printing presses. Mm-hmm. And this takes that away. It takes that feeling of like, you're just enriching somebody away. And I think there are a lot of people that have, you know, an unhealthy relationship with money. And so I think you'll see Bitcoin start to creep into all the self-help stuff and you'll see it creep into all the mastermind groups and you'll see it creep into all the rich dad, poor dad types and you know, every one of these, you know, YouTuber slash, you know, seven steps to financial, whatever, like it's all Bitcoin's going to infiltrate all of that. 
and just, I think, uh, make people have a much more healthy, unified view of finance, economics, money. And, and, and you can still be aligned with being like, you know, a total, a total hippie, a total bleeding heart. I think we're going to have bleeding heart Bitcoiners. Oh, you know, we definitely. have Gladstein right now, but I think they're going to be like a million Gladsteins in 10 years. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, you said 1984 already, so give me, a, give me another one. But most impactful book you've ever read, or second most? Let's say. Oh, so this is where uh, this has been incredibly fun for me. My, um, my number one thinker and philosopher for 17 years uh, has been Nassim Taleb. So I was into him before Fooled by Randomness came out, um, basically like reading some of his papers. And uh, so I've just been like a huge, huge fan. Was right there when Black Swan came out. Uh, actually gave a copy of that to my roommate at the time. who was on the distressed bank loan sales desk at Goldman who immediately turned around and bought copies for his whole desk um, leading into the GFC. So that was kind of interesting. So I've just been thrilled that he's become kind of like the adopted philosopher of Bitcoin. Um, you know, and if I was going to say like, what was probably the thing that made me, uh, you know, the underlying system of thought that, uh, made my horseshoe short horseshoe journey very short, getting into Bitcoin, then shit coins and then back to Bitcoin was really fast for me <laughs> versus some people. Um, you know, it was probably just having that underpinning and that system of thought and barbell strategies and thinking about life as call options and just kind of like protect your downside and, and, and a lot of those things just made it really easy to get back to the truth. Nice. So where is your go-to place to learn more about Bitcoin? Um, I don't know, man, just, just Twitter and podcasts basically less the podcasts now, I think, cause we kind of, there hasn't been like a huge evolution so we're just kind of like for me it's more about picking up new messaging and like meeting the people and and just knowing that i can learn quite a bit about interesting bitcoiners without having to set up a call right uh and knowing that people who are better at asking questions than i am uh are eliciting great responses from them whereas Mm -hmm. i may like your conversation with Hass is like i learned way more about Hass from your conversation with him than from mine because my questions suck the <laughs> so, so, so podcasts are awesome for that uh <laughs> but otherwise yeah I think, yeah i mean it's twitter and also like uh like telegram is just amazing like we have some incredible telegram groups where i just learn a ton and we test out messaging and you know i've organized a couple of them that have been incredibly useful that have a lot of people bandying thoughts about uh, i run my entire company like 90 percent on telegram <laughs> so really that's been a great a great tool and we owe we owe uh we do owe crypto and icos for the usefulness and the uh the speedy acceleration of the functionality of telegram oh you're right about that (laughs) um what is one thing an important action that myself anybody listening can take to up our game as far as you're concerned or in, in an area of your expertise uh yeah, I think you all need to become uh, scaled evangelists of Bitcoin by, uh, by, by giving Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, test it out, see who it works for, and uh, and give us lots of feedback so we can improve on it. And definitely this Christmas, make sure everyone gives you Bitcoin for Christmas. I'm looking forward to that. What is one question you'd like to see added to this list, if any? Oh, I had I had thought of one, but... um. Ah, shoot, this is the only thing that pops into mind. Uh, 
what is Bitcoin's spirit animal? So like Ooh. if you're going to think of like what animal is Bitcoin and it can't be the honey badger, anything that's already taken. So you, like, you're going to have to answer that now. Take on that. Uh, well, I didn't have an answer prepared. This is, you know, for, for go forward. But um, no, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll quote an old Cypress, here, Cypress Hill lyric and say it's the wise old owl. I like that. I like that question, actually. There should, there should be some good answers to that. I'm looking forward to using it. Uh, yeah. Okay, last part, word association. I, sh I blurt out a word. You give me the first thing that pops in your head. Satoshi Nakamoto. How Finney. Government. Poor incentives. Hash rate. Crazy high. The individual. Sovereign. Security. Paramount. Ego. A lot of downside there. <laughs> Greed. Good, obviously. <laughs> Stacking sets. Just the best freaking meme of 2019. Just awesome. Love stacking. <laughs> fiat currency. Liquidate dirty fiat. Beautiful orange coin. Guns. Uh, complicated. Altcoins. Ooh. Uh, flare coins when you don't want to swear on Twitter because you don't want to get like diverted and distracted by all this noise when this planetary size fireball of, of uh, Bitcoin is right there. Like, don't get distracted by the flare coins. Pizza. 10,000. Socialism. Misleading. Give Bitcoin. Scaled evangelism. Family. Everything. Trump. <sighs> Pass. Future. Bright and now deterministic because of Bitcoin. Libra. My sign, man. <clears throat> Gold. Still awesome, but second best. And Bitcoin. Not just money. The money. I like it. Corey, that's it, man. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I know, I'm sure you've got a lot on your plate with the upcoming launch. Did you want to direct people to anywhere, you know, related to you, give Bitcoin, anything like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're pretty active on Twitter. Uh, it's give underscore Bitcoin. Um, the site is givebitcoin.io. Uh, I'm sure my Twitter handle will be in the show notes, but my name is Corey Clipston, and uh, we're pretty accessible at conferences, and I answer all my DMs, and uh, yeah, love to love to talk with Bitcoiners, love to bandy about ideas for how to onboard new coiners and how to reach them, and how to sort of like spread the good word. That's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'm uh, I'm excited to see the uh, the output of all your yours and your team's hard work. So I'll anxiously await the launch date, but. Until then, uh, best of luck with it, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll speak sometime in the future, either in person or, or on another pod, to get an update on uh, Give Bitcoin. Yeah, I would love to do that. Thanks so much, John. Okay, brother. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye.